the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. I still have a fantasy at some point in time that I'm going to have a studio audience going, headline news, headline news. It's not going to happen in my lifetime, but it's a fantasy that I have that I'm, I'm more than willing to play up. So let's hit some of the headline news. A federal judge puts the brakes on the government's attempt to stop all deep water oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. But perhaps it's not going to last for long. Details from Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson in Pensacola Beach, Florida. The White House says it's going to appeal the order from New Orleans, striking down the six-month ban on deepwater drilling. And Interior Secretary Ken Salazar says he's preparing a new moratorium order, one that he says will remove any doubt that such an order is indeed appropriate and within his department's authority. Officials are also looking at administrative steps, in other words, maintaining the drilling ban through other means. In Pensacola Beach, Rich Johnson, Fox News Radio. God, I'm glad I don't own any oil drillers right now because... It's just impossible to figure out what they're going to be doing and when they're going to be doing it, and are they going to have to cancel their contracts? Are they going to have to move their rigs to other parts of the country, other parts of the world? It's impossible to tell. Too much drama. It ain't for me. Now, the worst fears come true on the Gulf Coast. Another invasion of tar balls. Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson on Pensacola Beach in Florida. For many miles, perhaps millions of individual dark brown tar balls are littering the beach just above the surf line, and the job of removing them is backbreaking manual labor. Hundreds of cleanup workers are poised in crews of about 20, walking the beach, bending down, picking up the junk, and depositing it into bags. BP has staged equipment and kept those crews on standby for many days, and now they're going to work for real. In Pensacola Beach, Rich Johnson, Fox News Radio. This ecological disaster is huge on tourism. It's huge on a lot of problems. It's created a lot of problems for the Gulf. It's also the perception you know, I don't want to go to a beach that potentially has a tar ball. So the whole Gulf, Gulf is off limits to me. I want to go to the Gulf of Mexico so bad right now. But I'm just fearing. I'm just fearing that um, oil. You know, the last thing I would want to do is be on a beach in Mexico. Be on the beach with a margarita. Some sort of cold drink, right? And uh, having a seagull land next to me that's covered in oil. And just dying in front of me. It would, it would trauma so i'm not going hawaii will get my business or other beaches will get my business maybe thailand um love the beaches on thailand so um where do i go with that i don't know but this is big 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 problems for quite a while it's not going to go away anytime soon 800-345-5639 to get your calls there still in the news though is there such a thing as unicorn meat i love unicorn meat fox news radio's todd starns reports 
The National Pork Board has a beef with unicorn meat. Their attorneys sending a cease and desist warning to thinkgeek.com. The pork people peeved over an April Fool's Day ad calling unicorn the new white meat. For the record, the National Pork Board says they know unicorns don't exist, but the white meat thing is their slogan. Think Geek apologized, says the pork folks are just being pig-headed. They were just busting their chops. A little good-natured ribbing had folks crackling up. I'm going to stop now. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. Love that story. I almost want to play it again. Todd Starnes is my favorite because he gets these just impossible jobs to report on. Love the guys at Think Geek. They've done every uh, April Fool's, they come up with something fun and creative. Like one year they had a, a, a tanning salon that was tied towards the USB. So for your office, you'd plug in an, uh, your USB tanner, and you'd be able to get a nice, nice suntan on your face, and people ordered it. So this year they, they, they're doing unicorn meat, and they're calling it the other white meat, and I think that's hilarious. And Todd started saying pork people peeved. I love what he does with his stories. He's fun. Now, this isn't that far from unicorn meat. And by the way, Think Geek's fantastic. If you've ever been to their website, they've got all these crazy gadgets, like how to turn your old VCR tapes into DVDs. They've got crazy gadgets, uh, a lot of spy gadgets, like, um, I'll just say a lot of spy gadgets, and I'll leave it at that. But let's just, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. I'm not going to talk about filming people when they don't know they're being filmed. So I'm not going to say it, but you can get it at Think Geek. So next up, this is kind of like unicorn meat. Is it? Red or white wine with lion. A restaurant in Arizona is serving up some wild burgers starting today. Fox News Radio's Chris Foster reports. The Il Vineo restaurant in downtown Mesa serving up lion burgers in honor of the World Cup in South Africa. The owner says he has gotten a bomb threat and hundreds of emails from animal rights activists, but that some protesters back off when they find out the meat comes from lions raised on a free-range farm in Illinois, not from lions in Africa. A USDA spokesman says there are no laws against eating lion that he knows of. The burgers, 21 bucks, served with spicy homemade chips and roast corn on the cob. Chris Foster, Fox News Radio. Something about a lion burger that just does not sound appealing. Even if it is raised for meat. I don't know. There's, you know, I, I'm classically trained to eat cow. Cow, good face, moo. I'm classically trained to eat chicken. I, I could do ostrich. I've done ostrich before. But for me, just a lion... It's almost too majestic of an animal to eat. I don't know. It just, to me, it's just, it's wrong. But $21 for a burger? That's even double wrong. Next up, putting all lingering rumors about a split to rest. This is big rock and roll news, people. Are you ready? Aerosmith. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famers start their tour in Oakland, California, one of the 18 North American dates. The cocked, locked, ready to rock tour will feature all five members of Aerosmith. The concerts have done well with ticket sales, but one location in particular did the best. The concert in their hometown at Fenway Park sold out in 23 minutes, a record for the Boston Red Sox Stadium. Sammy Hagar will open 11 of the shows. Sabrina Sabah, Fox News Radio. Okay, now, I've always loved monster movies, and one of my favorite ones is The Mummy. But I don't want to go see Steven Tyler, who basically is a living mummy at this point in time on stage, waddle around and, and sing. I don't want the bad boys from Boston in my lineup. I get why people would want to. Sammy Hagar opening? I don't get it. I don't get it, to be quite honest with you. America's greatest rock and roll band at some point in time. They've been playing for 40 years. I mean, they're all over 60. There's a good chance they break a hip. 
on the tour. And I don't want to see it. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'll pass on that one. Especially who wants to go to a big place like Fenway Park or Oakland Coliseum to see a show? Heidi? Can I confess to you my guilty pleasure? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think you have all men waiting for something baited. It might gross you out. Say it. I've always had a crush on Steven Tyler. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think you could make that come to fruition if you want it to. I don't know. And I know, I know all that he's old, he's gross, whatever. I don't know what it Skinny. is about him. He's got big lips. Yeah, I think it's the lips. You like the lips. I love them. So then you must love Mick Jagger. No. Now, if I got my lips done, would that be enough, or is it, is it naturally genetic? How do I finally win? I don't win? know. I just, there's something about him, and I think I might have a lip fetish. I that, might. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And for the record, when I said, if I get my lips done, do I have a chance with you, and you snickered, don't laugh at me. Never laugh at the host. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's Rob Black and your money. Um, oh, good God. It's What do you say? I mean, one last thing I'll say about Aerosmith. They've been around forever. And they've been kicking out music forever. The sad part is it hasn't been good music since eh, about the last 30 years. 10 years? 1970s? Great. 80s, 90s, 2000s? Not so much. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. New home sales has got the market a little bit spooked. Coming up, i got a little bit of tech talk for you. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. The United States had a big win this morning. Dramatic win. We didn't make it easy. We had another goal disallowed. What's up with the world refs killing our goal scoring? Well, long story short, we got the extra goal and extra time that we needed. So we pull out a big win. We advance. We uh, take Group C. Congratulations. First time in many, 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 many years, in 80 years since the United States has won a group in World Cup soccer. Now... What are we going to get for it? We might get to play Germany if Germany ties Ghana today. That's not a good consolation prize. I think we'd rather play Ghana, Australia, or Serbia, anyone but Germany. Because uh, getting around a 16 sweet, round of eight, anything can happen. Round of 16, eh, you're still, it's, it's kind of tough. But congratulations to the United States. And for the record, I want to officially announce that my bromance is over with Joe Cannon. I heard him on Ralph and Tom, and I heard him on Radnich, and he's just man-whoring himself out a little bit too much. Um, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy, but clearly he'll do anything for airtime. So the bromance is over. If you want a chance to be my new bro, send me an email, send some photos, and uh, tell me why hanging out with you will be cooler than hanging out with a man-whore, Joe Cannon. Robert, yes. I'm sensing some jealousy issues here. <laughs> there is some jealousy issues. You guys maybe want to do a little therapy together. Anyone who goes on Ralph Barbieri's show is is dead to me. You know, I, I love Tom Tolbert. I think he does great work. I love Gary Radnich. I think he's kind of a, a dinosaur in the industry who's... Who's did great work 30 years ago. Love him, love him, love him. He's super kind. But if you want to be my new bro, drop me an email. Um, rob at robblack.com. Give me a resume, height, weight, 
um, things that you know make you cool as as a potential bro- romance partner. So you know what you've just started, don't you? What's that? A flood of emails. That's fine. That's telling fine. you how much they want to be your bromance person. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know we'll get we'll do drinks and we'll talk about the meaning of life like like bros do. But uh, yeah, the last straw was Ralph Barbieri because I think he's I don't get him. I understand that he has a kid and I probably shouldn't bash him on air, but. Uh, when you hear Ralph Barbieri talks, he, he basically answers his own question, and it takes him about 45 minutes to go, Joe oh, Cannon, do you think America's going to really, the World Cup, uh, the World Cup's really exciting, and we made it to the round of 16, and, and do you think the World Cup now is the Americans, do you think we'll get behind it and be a bandwagon, because we made it to the round of 16, and we're finally there, and uh, you know now if there's a time to like the sport, the time now is to like it, because we made it to the round of 16, and it's like, just say, will America ever like soccer? End of question. Don't dance around and think you're some razor questioner. You're not. It's a bad gimmick with a bad voice. Let's go to Lynn in San Jose. Hang up and try. Oh, Lynn! <laughs> She's personally killing my show. I guess she didn't like my romance commentary. I guess that's uh, got Lynn taken off. Couldn't wait it out. Lynn, never call again. So you are now on super secret probation. You're not allowed on the air. Anyway, let's talk about some tech stocks, shall we? Red Hat announced yesterday that Amdocs has selected Red Hat Enterprise Linux as the recommended Linux platform. Why do you care? Do you remember, and this is a good question for Heidi, and I'm not using Heidi too much today, just the right amount. And and again, she was younger, she was dating, she was living life large when this question comes up. Heidi, do you remember back in the late 1990s and people said Linux was going to basically put Microsoft out of business? No, I do not. Okay, so you weren't in that engaged in the tech world in the Bay Area, and you were living, like I said, your own little world. Yeah, I didn't learn about Linux till later. Okay, and with that said, a lot of people back in the late 1990s bought companies like Red Hat because they thought it was going to be the company that puts Microsoft out of business. The company that puts Microsoft out of business is going to be Microsoft. When they don't finally innovate something or... Maybe someone like Google, who has a, a nice operating system and who gets the web a little bit more. It'll either be Microsoft, who doesn't evolve to the web, or it'll be the web itself, which no longer needs an operating system. Um, computers are getting so fast at this point in time that if you have a really good Internet connection, you might as well rent a computer online and, and, and store everything up in the quote-unquote cloud. So um, I throw that story out there because a lot of people bought the hype. A lot of people were like, this will never work. You know, uh, Red Hat will put them out of business. It's a free off. And actually, Red Hat's Linux. If they hurt anybody, it was someone like Sun Microsystem Solaris. So I just throw that out there because there's some people in the media who are super sensational, and they sensationalize everything. Um, the Apple iPhone is getting reviews today that basically says it's still got crappy AT&T reception, but everything else is all that in a bucket of chicken. That this is the new Jesus phone. It's thinner. It's faster. It's smarter. But the only thing negative is... It's still a crappy AT&T network, and the reviewer, Walt Mossberg, in the Wall Street Journal actually said, you almost have to have two phones. You have your iPhone so that you can show off and be hip and cool, um, but you're not going to get the calls that you need when you need them, so carry a Verizon network you know, phone as a backup. The design, physically, the iPhone's an attractive. It feels great in the hand. It looks great. Um, super strong variety, 30 times tougher than plastic. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. So the screens, the voice, the battery life, the camera, all better. They got the new technology, FaceTime, which I think is going to be fantastic. Um, it's basically Skype. 
it's basically video conferencing on on a phone. There's a camera in front. There's a camera in back. But the camera in front, well, like you could be talking to your sugar booger, and you could say, hey, sugar booger. Um, and, you know, I'm in bed. What are you doing? And he'll be like, I'm in a hotel. What are you doing? And, like, you could start, you know, well, FaceTime is FaceTime. And I, I think the video conferencing angle, if you've got a blazingly fast wireless connection, it's not going to work through AT&T's stuck, sucky network. But maybe next time. Maybe next time around. The, do, the new data plan is very, very bad. Um, it's, it's, again, more expensive. But everything that they're saying on this phone, the folders, um, it's all great. But the big downside is, once again... It's AT&T. So, um, I don't know. i got nothing else to say about that. Microsoft has got some, some news in the world today that's worthy of bringing up. What am I talking about? Um, ultimately, yesterday, on a Microsoft blog, they decided that they're going to expand the reach of their Bing search engine into the entertainment sector. They've added some new features like music and movies and TV, casual gaming and video gaming. And surprisingly, the Google search page is starting to look like the Microsoft Bing search page. Microsoft got it right. So the music site for Bing now includes lists of popular songs and artists with links to songs on the Zune site, YouTube videos, lyrics, and tour schedules. The site's going to give you one free play of any song in the catalog, although it doesn't seem to be working at all times. After you play it once, you get a 30-second clip unless you sign up for the subscription music service through Zune. Uh, the movie site includes web pages for current releases, trailers, and showtimes for local theaters. The TV section pulls in content from various places around the web, including Hulu. By the way, executives at Hulu are talking to the, some of the, the content providers like CBS who don't provide their shows to Hulu uh, because they want to get a subscription service up and going. This morning, I was working, and in my office, I uh, don't have cable TV, so I wanted to watch the soccer game. So I went to Clicker.com, Clicker.com, found it online, zip, 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 blink, right on through. So at some point in time, I got this idea for a business. And if you want to be my bro, maybe you and I can start a business together and we can do a little bromance. Here's my business idea. Tell me if this is crazy or not. And I'll let Heidi tell me crazy idea, great idea. Um, start a consulting business that will come to your house and help you knock cable TV away from your house. Cable TV... Typically, I think the average person in the Bay Area is probably spending a good, a good eighty to hundred dollars just on the, uh, the the expanded cable and HBO. So, if we can come up with a service that comes to your house and sets up either a computer or an Xbox or something that helps set you up with Netflix and and maybe Hulu, that you know, really, really. At some point in time, someone's going to figure out how to get. And there's a great website, Clicker.com, that has. Literally 100,000-plus shows on the Internet, and it's a, a pretty digestible, easy form. I think that's a great business model because if you look at your life, psh, you're probably spending a good, in my opinion, $1,400, dollars $1,600 a year on TV costs. Um, if you can get that down to a one-time computer setup cost, and I don't know if it's a computer. I don't know if it's the Boxy box that's going to be coming out soon. I don't know if it's the Roku box or if it's the Xbox. I don't have I don't have it figured out. I just I know that service is needed. Good idea, bad idea, Heidi. I, that's tough because part of me wants to say yes, it's a great idea, except for the fact that I feel like um, it. it doesn't require a lot of technical knowledge, and so you might be able. That's that's maybe an article telling people how to do it. I don't know that you necessarily need somebody to come to your home. Does your husband hate you because you you kill every dream? I poo poo all the ideas. You, you just shoot down every wow. dream possible. I, I, you could have made a million dollars, and I just shot it down. 
You mean an article that explains it all, like yeah, in the like New York Times? Yeah, like what if you posted that on your website? Like, this is what you do to save money. Um, I like the idea of the Xbox. Did you know that you can get Netflix for free on the or um, on the PS3 and Xbox now, too, I think? I on both of those. I don't know if it's free. No, I'm actually, I know for sure it's free on PS3. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty darn cool, plus a Blu-ray player, plus gaming. Yeah. I mean. Now you're just killing me. I'm sorry. I think that's a sweet idea. Just. You take your high heels and you, you step on me like oh, you're stepping on a kitten. I'm sorry. So, no, it's a great idea. You should absolutely do that. No, Go for it, Rob Black. Now I feel better. I'll be your cheerleader from yeah, now on. Yeah, I need a cheerleader. God, you as a cheerleader. That just got our listeners' eyeballs going crazy. Speaking of Apple iPhone, uh, price target raised to $355. Basically on the strength of iPads. One analyst out there today is saying the business model continues to improve on a daily basis, and it's raising its estimates for a second time this month on the heels, speaking of high heels, of better-than-expected iPad sales. Amazingly, in the first quarter of introduction, the iPad is going to pull in $2 billion in revenue, units of about $3.2 million in the June quarter, $12 million for the whole year, $20 million expected for 2011, and that's all I got for you. So price target at three fifty five. And I do think you can get to three twenty five pretty easily. After that it gets a little bit tougher. But uh congratulations to Apple and all you Apple aficionados and um you're all nerds. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air coming up. I got some odd statistics for you. And I got an odd company who's getting in the real estate business that I don't think you'd think they'd get in the real estate business, but they are in the real estate business. For instance, McDonald's is in the real estate business, if you think about it. They own a lot of the corporate locations. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Rob Black and your money, 910 AM, more stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. Since it is business time, let's honor business time and say probably the big business story of the day is it's an odd one. It's the Federal Reserve. And what do they say? They're meeting today. The Federal Reserve is a bunch of bankers from across the country. They're meeting. And what are they going to say? Are they going to downgrade their outlook for the future growth of the economy in the short term? Will they indicate interest rates could remain at record lows for another year to support growth? Will they lower interest rates? What do they say? Their commentary is pretty, I'm not going to say important, but there's some tea leaves in there for you to do some reading. BP has removed cap after an accident. BP's oil capture efforts hit a major snag. An underwater robot collided with a containment cap and damaged it. Separately, two people working on the oil spill response effort died, but neither of the deaths were work-related. Things are not going good for BP. Things are not going good for BP. Let's see if we can't pull up a quick uh, BP ticker symbol. Ticker symbol on BP is BP. How are they doing today now that this news is out there? And they're up 34 cents. So the shares are holding on, so to speak. Next up, um, new home sales plunged 37, 32.7% in May. Buyers faced a lackluster job market without a long-time government subsidy for purchases. And people stopped buying houses. This is important because eh, I'm not really seeing a lot of job hiring going on out there. The private sector is hiring now, but we're still losing public jobs. Will there be another stimulus? I think there will be. 
I think there will be. I think the Democrats are basically pooping themselves because the election's right around the corner. And more often than not, history tells us people vote with their confidence in the economy. And right now, it's just, you know, nothing is really sparking. Nothing is really getting going. So more oil gushing in the Gulf. New home sales plunged to a record low. Um, America makes the next round, the round of 16 in, in, in Sucker. And uh, that's worthy of note. I don't know why, but I think it's worthy of note in business time. Let me take a quick look real quick to see if there's anything else coming on the radar. Anything in the last couple of minutes. AT&T has hit a nice high of 25.60 today, in large part probably tied towards the uh, new iPhone that's out there and the, the positive reviews that it's getting. So the FOMC, they stood pat on their interest rate target. Uh, but again, we're going to be reading what they had to say throughout the day and making decisions on that. And uh, the British pound continues to climb, but the euro has stayed flat. Britain has come out yesterday and said that they're going to uh, be a lot more fiscally conservative, that they're going to cut some welfare programs, they're going to increase the retirement age, things along those lines. And uh, Wall Street kind of digs that, and Wall Street kind of rewards that. If you get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. I want to talk a little bit about a company who's going into real estate that you probably wouldn't imagine. And they've already been in real estate, so this is kind of misleading a little bit. But this time it's a little bit more of a risky move. It's Disney. Disney's going to offer homes priced between $1.5 million and $8 million in a state, Florida, where the foreclosure rate remains at the nation's highest. In Orlando, where brokers say home values have dropped between 50 and 60% from the peak, Disney's pricing would put its homes near the top of the market. You know, the average home in Orlando sold for about $243,000, and they want to make $1.5 million to $8 million homes. Now, of course, they're going to do it close to their parks. So despite adding wine tasting events and VIP park tours in recent years, um, the, the market for luxury homes, it's starting to rebound, and, and the affluent is what Disney's trying to get into. The affluent market's an area where they haven't offered a lot of product in the past, it, they are proposing to build a 980-acre development. Most recently, two golf courses would be put within 40 square miles of Disney's Orlando theme park. It's expected to eventually encompass 450 homes, again, at a price of $1.5 million on the low end to $8 million. Now, the hotel was going to sit right in the middle of the development to the south and to the east, one of the original golf courses, which would be updated. But um, it's interesting. So they're going to try to build a 445 Room Four Seasons. That's the hotel that I was being uh, referring to, but it could be risky. You know, not everything Disney touches turns to the gold. Florida's foreclosure rate remains very, very high. So plans also for Disney uh, are to build a clubhouse, parks, and pedestrian walkways with wetlands and other conservation areas comprised of about half the project's acreage. The Golden Oak would test whether Disney is compelling enough for the well-heeled to buy a home there instead of in other family-friendly resort towns. Now, the test is going to be a limited one. So uh, with fewer than 30 lots available for sale this year, the, the first homes are expected to be finished in 2011. The timing and scale of the second phase were really not there. But again, a company you may not think of in real estate, Disney. So um, there was, do you remember Celebration, Disney's uh, Celebration Park? So they've sold about 6,000 homes there, so. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there for you. I, I personally, I find the whole Disney monetization of children to be, it's just too much for me. It's, it's, it's too overwhelming. 
everything you go to when you go to Disneyland or Disney World has, you know, dollars and dollars and dollars and more dollars tied towards it, and it's it's discouraging. Then again, if they were to sponsor the show, maybe I'd kind of open up and like Disney parks a little bit more. Uh, but you never know, ultimately. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, Coinstar did something kind of interesting today, and I, I bring up Coinstar because they just had their 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 conference, and it's a stock that I've mentioned. It's a stock that I've highlighted. It's a momentum stock that has done incredibly well. If you've been listening, uh, they got the Red Box one dollar night rentals. So I recently rented Alice, and I did it, and I wanted to watch it all in one night for a dollar, and I wanted to get it back because it kind of like beats the system. Because when you get a movie on cable, it's five bucks, six bucks. Um, so I wanted to beat the system and, and see Alice in the Wonderland with Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. And let me tell you, that movie sucked. That movie was dull. It was boring. It was just odd in the name of being odd. Just couldn't get through it. Maybe it's just me getting old. But anyway, Coinstar's out there today, and they're updating the, the their, their, their guidance. They've got 24,800 DVD kiosks, seven to 8,000 to be added in 2010. They're gaining market share on the brick-and-mortar competitors. Uh, right now, they've got 23% total of the video market. They've passed, passed Blockbuster. They launched a Facebook partnership this past quarter. They have an iPhone app, which is now available. The DVD business is a large addressable market of about 7 to $8 billion per year. Uh, mass transit is another potential area for the kiosk locations. The company could expand in locations into banks they're talking about. New machines are cash flow positive within three to six months. They pay for themselves typically within 24 to 36 months. They still have that coin business, which, again, if I were a homeless person, I would stand right next to a Coinstar machine, like at a Safeway, and say, hey, buddy, can you spare some change? Because everyone who goes to those Coinstar machines got buckets and buckets of change. Buckets of change. Literally. That would be a good place to hang out. But they're talking about what they did there. They See, not only does Coinstar own the Red Box movies, but they also own the coin counters in, in the grocery stores. Um, they just changed the pricing. Now, this is what I love. I mean, this is so America. I love America, and I really do, but we are a lazy, fat bunch of trolls of Oompa Loompas, and we won't roll our own coins. Do you remember when you were a kid, you'd roll coins and put them in, you'd get, like, you know, all your pennies saved, and you'd spend hours and hours rolling them, and you'd have to get 50 in, and you'd lose count, and you'd have to start over, and anyway, long story short, you can take a bucket of coins and just... Dump it on the Coinstar machine, and it sounds like you're in Vegas. It starts counting them, and it starts sorting them. And to do that, it costs you 9.8%. So if you give them $100 of coins, they take $9.80. That's a pretty good business. Now, you can get store credit typically, but ultimately then the store is paying for it. And uh, Coinstar is in a pretty good business. I, I don't see them going out of business anytime soon. Um, and I, I like their business model. Is it easy to replicate? Yeah. Are there barriers to entry? Yeah, so because they've got a good momentum behind them. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Coming up, we're going to talk interest rates on mortgages, where they are, where they're heading, and is now the time to be uh, interested in that market. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Rob Black, your money nine ten a.m. Stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Now joining me live in studio, Tony Mendez. He is a Bay Area loan source rep. He does loans. He does mortgage loans. And one of the things that you intrigued me about the other day, we were talking on the phone. You said that one realtor had scheduled three purchase transactions to close in a three-day period. How is that even possible? And that realtor, I'd, I'd like 
them to be my friend because they must be rolling in dough. Well, she did. Yeah, she definitely did pretty well. Um, well the the trickiest part about this is she did she made the transaction um, non contingent to the sale of the other properties, so everything had to go through. And 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 the way they did this was they. When you fund the loan, the loan proceeds will immediately get wired over to the other escrow. That will fund, and then the other money gets wired to the other escrow. It was pretty tricky. Everything had to close and record every in the same day, and then, and she did pretty well. But I don't recommend that by any means. For, a lot of stress. It was a lot of stress, um, mainly on the people like us, because she put a lot of pressure on the, on the loan officers. It's not the most recommended thing to do. But it's kind of cool that you're able to pull it off. We pulled it off. It was. Uh, we have a great uh, escrow team. We have a great um, um, uh, back-end staff that, that made it work very, very well. The lenders were extremely understanding when submitting and, um, and, and sending back the wires. It was great. When I lived in San Francisco, I was in a tenants in common scenario that I hated. I hated tenants in common. Guy on the top, he'd storm up and down the stairs. Guy on the bottom liked to pee in the carpets, get drunk in the late night. Forget that he was at his own bathroom. Just come out and pee on the carpets. Uh, it was just it was too much for me. Was, I hate partners. I hate other people. I hate tenant in common scenarios. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Well, best part about real estate is you can have it all to yourself with no partners. Um, but let's talk a little bit about tick paperwork. How does that differ in the world of lending? Well, tenants in common is, is uh, you can simply say is a relationship between. Well, let's say it's a two unit building where and they're turned into condos, and you go into the relationship where you each own the condos as an individual unit. Um, unfortunately, there's only a very few ways that you can get a loan for that. You can get one loan that covers both clients, and then you have tenants in common paperwork that will describe their relationship as far as equity ownership and down payment. And then you'll have um, another way where you get individual loans. Uh, the scenario, I was talking to you about this, uh, this couple that went into the tenants in common agreement, but they never really officially had individual condos which meant that they had to buy the property as a, as a two-unit, but they followed the guidelines of this paperwork that they written up without ha- having ever submitted it. Uh, pretty tricky, and then now they're trying to buy out that the other half of the people, and it's just a crazy situation getting into something like that. I don't recommend it. Yeah, another crazy situation. I mean, I guess it's not crazy. I should be careful because I'm not, I'm not being derogatory in any way, shape, or form, but there's a lot of people who live in sin in the Bay Area where they're not quite married. They've been living with each other for a long time. They don't like sharing documents. They don't like sharing finances. Sometimes this is gay marriages. Sometimes it's just convenient marriages where people just never hook up and get married. Uh, how does that differ in the world of getting a loan? Is it easier? Is, is, it, is it the same challenges when um, you've got two people who aren't blood relatives or who aren't married? I guess is the right way of saying that. Well, you and I could buy a house. Uh, it's uh, plain and simple, but we, we have to qualify the same way as though we're separate or married. Uh, it's You don't merge their credit, but you have two different applications, and you, and you submit the loan with combined income and combined debt. And that's the most important thing that people have to realize. You can't just bring on a co-signer to help you buy a house because you're also bringing along their debt. Just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean that they're going to help you out. So there are situations where it, it is advantageous. You can, you can set up title pretty much any way that you want. Uh, where you can split up the the ownership uh, and still be joint tenants. You can own it as a as a couple. You do declare if you're domestic partners. Uh, there's many many ways you can do it. Same tax benefits if you're not legally married. Do do they each get their own tax benefit? Do they split the tax credit? I believe they split the tax credit, but mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not authorizing. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. To talk I, I'm taxes. not allowed to talk about that. But you know, yeah. talk to your accountant. It's a, or, or to go to the IRS.gov. It's a pretty easy question. You just, 
do their search engine, and you'll find the answers. Okay, now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have recently said that, well, they didn't say, but they're basically getting delisted. And what that means to you and me is what? Because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac float a lot of money out. From the stock perspective, it means they're dead. That means there's no value. They're going to be traded over the counter, and it's kind of like a wild, wild west. Be careful. Uh, these companies, just they're fiscally not responsible, and they continue to take government money and continue to lend it out. Is the mortgage market getting tougher uh, because their their financial struggles? Well, they it, it's pretty easy to change rules overnight. Yes, uh, and those have happened quite a ways back. But we are still losing money. We have equ- the, the equities in properties have come down. They're still coming down in some cases. So if uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are having problems profiting from uh, from these loans because they are still having a high reta- a high foreclosure rate, but. I think the worst case scenario is you're going to see higher fees. For example, FHA insures loans um, that lenders that lenders originate, and they they ask for an upfront fee of two and a quarter percent. So on a five hundred thousand dollar loan, that's well over ten thousand dollars that FHA is getting to help ins- you know to pay for the insurance on the loan. Um, you may see Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac in, enforce uh, a rule like that, which is okay still. But you have to remember, equity is king in, in, in this market right now. So with good equity positions, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are still the best the loans to get. Do people have equity in their homes? What are you seeing in the last five years? I'm seeing a, there's been a, a separation of class, people with equity and people without. People with, without equity are, are looking into um, you know, some of the Obama plan programs that are out there, uh, and others are just going into either loan mods or, or finding out how to avoid foreclosure. But... There are some programs, for example, the the Freddie Mac and the Fannie Mae, uh, kind of the streamline refinance where you can have over uh, up to 105% of loan to value, meaning you could have a loan for 100,000 and I'm, I'm sorry, a loan for 105 and your value can be 100,000, and you can get a home loan without getting mortgage insurance. It's basically you're just as long as you're improving your position. And this is a very, very popular program. As a matter of fact, I, I would bet that most people who have mortgage now that are owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac have gotten a call from their lender asking them to participate into this program. So you probably know you've been watching the World Cup. Yeah. So pretty exciting this morning. You pull into the USA. I was walking out the door, and they scored. I was very happy. You used to be my bro, and, you know, you and I were good friends, and we had our little bromance. But I replaced you with Joe Cannon because... I was able to step up the quality from mortgage lender extraordinaire to... I'm okay. I like soccer. So soccer okay. player extraordinaire, San Jose Quake goalie. But I'm ending my bromance with him because I'm calling it I off. Heard. He's cheated on me. Um, what would you advise people uh, if they want to be my next bromance? You've, you've been there. You've been burned by me. I've put you in your place and moved on. So uh, I know you recovered, but what would you advise to potential people wanting to be part of my new bromance? Mm. Stumped you. Uh, you've stumped me. I think that you did really well with the guy that does the Maker's Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah, did yeah. really well with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you give give Rob booze, but I think that um, I think that there's maybe a couple, little bit of hold-handing you might need. Or, I give you know, a horse. Show, show up at the events and, and, you know, put on your best dress or, or outfit. And, uh, I give a little horse for booze, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do. Good quality booze, too, or scars. So. Only, but if you're drinking it while you're talking, it's it's okay because it soothes the throat. <laughs> it opens up. It so opens to up speak. the pores. <laughs> oh, good God! I'm speaking with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, let's talk a little bit about pre-approvals. To me, I, I go into a lot of. 
I don't know, anytime I buy a house, I feel like the pre-approval is kind of a joke. I feel like it's like you'll pre-approve anyone with a pulse. Uh, true or false? Well, yeah, that's what lenders are, are promoting out there. They they want to get you in the door. They're going to lock you in with some sort of application fee and a, and 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 get you a somewhat of a pre-approval. Uh, I I think that the, that most people need to educate themselves on what types of pre-approvals they're actually getting because if you if you go into a purchase transaction and you get to the point where you're you're lifting the loan contingency, you're going to be liable for for your your deposit. Your earnest money deposit, or you could be. So it's very important that you, you know, I could get you a, a what they call a DU approval or mm. LP approval, which means that I've thrown in some numbers into a computer and it's and a and Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac spit back an approval. I can say, hey, here's your approval. That doesn't necessarily mean that I've looked at your your documents or looked at your your income and you pulled your or I have pulled your credit, but I haven't verified that. Or you may not have told me, hey, I have a second loan or I have. You know, another house that has has issues. So you really, or or the I owe the IRS fifty thousand dollars. Or there's a or or yeah, it could be almost anything. So you really need to take it to you need to take it to the level where you actually submit a full application with documents, assets, and income. Have your credit run. Go through the whole scenario about any other properties you own, any other people that want to be entitled, their credit issues, their income, debt issues, and get a full picture. It, without doing that. You're really just doing yourself a discredit. You, you, you can run into some financial problems and some liabilities and and really make it a really tough transaction. So I just got an email from a guy named Chris. I'm talking with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's the guy who does my mortgages, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Chris sends an email. He said, please forward your mortgage broker recommended. He said, but Wells Fargo has a 4.875% no points loan. I want to wait for 4.75. So 4.87. He wants to wait for 4.75. Mm-hmm. To me, he sounds greedy. Uh, I don't think right now that is an actual, probably a pretty good scenario. He has to have good credit. He has to have some equity. It has to be a, a no cash out refi, and he could probably get a, depending on the loan amount. If he's over 417 in the jumbo conforming, it's going to be a little tight, but definitely in the in the regular conforming under 417. For, for single-family residents. Did you know that half of all modified mortgages redefault within a year? Oh, the modified ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So start out there. Yeah, that's, there. that's been a really tr- tricky problem. I, I know someone uh, firsthand that is having problems with their modification where they've it's been almost 16 months since they've actually started their their three-month period, their yeah, trial yeah. period, and it's now 18 months into it. Now he's getting um, – he actually got a note on his door today that said – from Wells Fargo that said we called you and you missed we missed your call or we missed you and they put, they drove out to their house and put something on the door that says please call us this is not a collection so there's there's some problems with people getting finalizing the actual trial period and moving on to the next step for you personally to make uh, a living which do you prefer doing new home loans or or your existing home loans I like both mm-hmm. I mean in, especially in this environment because you re- you really can see. The benefit for people. This is look. We're we're in the same position we were in 2000, 2000 to two thousand and three, where rates were so low and everybody was getting arms instead of the fixed rate loans. Right now, everybody wants needs to be getting a fixed fixed rate loan. So it's extremely satisfying when I can get somebody under five percent, whether it's a jumbo or uh, I mean a conforming or a jumbo conforming. And the Feds just came out and said that they're going to lower their view on the economy to its softening, which ultimately will make your life easier because it probably means lower rates. Or, or sustainable rates. We're out of time. I'll teach you my Spanish word of the day. Go!
USA One. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.